Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? This is your guy Larry out of Sacramento, California. You just tune into Black Nerds Biblecast, where in this episode we talk about the story of Abram and he changing from Abram to Abraham. Yes, this is the moment that we all know, um, knowing now what we know about Abraham. Um, he established God establishes his covenant and we begin to um, open up this whole story now to where um, after all these different changes that he was going through um, now in, in this episode, we're going to see um, not only will he confirm his covenant with Abraham and his his everlasting um, his everlasting covenant and also uh, how God's going to bless him and his descendants. So. Very interesting um, read. I hope that you um, are going to hopefully you will enjoy this. I think you will. Um, and we begin to just understand how God is is going to be moving through the life of him and his wife, Sarah, which uh, her name gets changed to from Sarai to Sarah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I guess when you have a new blessing or God blesses you, you get a new name as well. So you can't have the same attitude in the same way uh, if God blesses you with something new. Right. So everything gets changed. So anyways, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Black Nerds Biblecast. Hey, good morning. I hope you are ready to get back into God's word today. Uh, we have been going through the story of Abram, and I must say that it has not been a boring story by no means. We've we've discovered um, Abram is not a perfect man, but God continues to deal with him. And do you know that this is this is one of the things that I all I just love about God is that God does not treat us as we so deserve. You know, a lot of times, you know, we mess up or we, we do things we shouldn't do. And, you know, as humans, we, we kind of like write each other off. But in this case, you know, God is it says that I have established a covenant with you. I'm going to continue my covenant with you no matter what. And so just don't we I mean, my thing is, don't we serve a, a great and a faithful God? I mean, we serve an awesome God. So. Anyways, I'm not going to belabor the point right now. Um, we are getting into Genesis chapter 17, and this is going to be Abram is named Abraham. So this is where he's going to go through the name change. So let's go ahead and start it off. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, at this moment, Abram fell to his face, down to the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you a extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm 
my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever and I will be their God. Now the mark of the covenant is the next portion. Then God said to Abraham, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. You must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. From generation to generation, every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to members of your family, but also to the servants born in your, in your household and the foreign born servants whom you have pur purchased. All must be circumcised. Your bodies will be will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Any males, male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. Okay, so next is Sarai, is named Sarah. Then God said to Abraham, regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarah, Sarai. From now on, her name will be Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of nations, of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at age at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah uh, have a baby when she is 99 years old? So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. <laughs> but God replied, no, Sarah, your wife, will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac. And I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. As for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. When God had finished speaking, he left Abraham. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in the household, including the, those born there and those who had bought, then circumcised them, cutting off their foreskin, just as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised and, and Ishmael, his son, was 13 
Both Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on that same day, along with all the others, uh, other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or, or bought as servants, all were circumcised with him. Okay, so as we begin to um, go back over Genesis chapter 17, there's a lot to unpack right here. Um, first of all, it's um, we're going to start off with the confirmation of the covenant um, by which God has given to Abram at this moment, um, eventually turning his name to from Abram to Abraham. Um, so when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now, this is a phenomenal blessing, okay? And it's a phenomenal covenant, okay? So, first of all, I, what I love about this is when a, when God comes to Abram at this time, he, he even brings to Abram his name, his name being I am El Shaddai, God Almighty, okay? So, this this now is in other words God is is really coming in all his glory and all his authority and coming before Abram and saying this is going to be now this is the day that you you know what I'm saying you're going to change this is I'm going to change you I'm going to change your life I'm going to establish my covenant um basically this this is going to be the day that your life will change for the better. All right. So in verse two, he says, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee, he says, to give you countless descendants. Okay. So, so first of all, this is such a huge blessing. I'll be honest with you. This is such a huge blessing. He's talking about, he's going to give Abraham countless descendants. Think about that for a minute. Do you realize that for especially men, do you realize that for God to come to you and tell you that your family line, your lineage will continue to go on? And we're talking now. It's one thing to say that you're going to have grandchildren or maybe great grandchildren, but we're talking about a lineage that doesn't break. Every person that's in your line will have either a male that will continue on your legacy. So. He's really kind of laying it out to, to Abram at this time, saying that this is this is not just a little small blessing or I'm just going to bless you. No, the blessing that I'm going to give you is going to continue a, a, a covenant that I'm going to have not only with you, but every single one of your descendants. You know, my mind goes to some of the like these notable figures you know, like the Rockefellers and, and, you know, you know, people that have, have done so big, um, like these, you know, these big inventions and, 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 and have contributed to even American ingenuity, their, their, um, their legacy will continue on through their children, you know, and see, this is why I say that. And this is, and see, the difference is, is that, you know, I don't know their personal lives, but, you know, I'm assuming, you know, there was not a God moment like in, in the life of Abram. But in this moment, when God blesses you, 
Okay. And God blesses you. He comes to you in all his power and authority. And he comes to you and says, I'm going to bless not only you, but everybody that comes from you. That is a huge blessing that God can only bestow that honor on, on, on several people. You know, I've read, um, I haven't claimed to read every single story in the Bible, but this part I do know is that there has never really been a, a really huge covenant um, like this to this magnitude that's ever been given on anybody except for Abram and Abraham. And part of this is this. We're, ta we're talking the time this happened in the Bible. We're also talking that Abraham now, or now named, named Abraham by God. He, he is establishing not only God, not only Abraham and his descendants, but also he's, he's setting things up for the future of where where eventually Jesus Christ will come in that in that line also you know like he mentions kings will come from him so king david as we read further in the future king david will also come from that line of abraham and there will be many other kings and leaders that will come from that same line of descendants through abraham and not to mention as we read the new testament then there's also a a a um, uh, explanation that it's going to tell us that that Abraham being the father of faith, the being the man that believed God. Okay, and I, I, from this point on, those of us who are the engrafted ones that are considered the uh, um, um, the ones that are outside Jewish Jewish uh, culture. Um, now we are the engrafted ones and we also are the adopted ones that chose to believe God just as Abraham did. Okay. So, and this is explained later on in, in the New Testament. But for now, we see in this story where this all began. We see how God at this time in his life, he establishes not only the covenant, but the blessing on the on the on the territory that he's going to give him and establish that's an everlasting covenant. But he also literally changes his name. Do you know that that sometimes God has to bless you to the point where your name is changed? Your identity is changed. You are not the same once God blesses you. And so this here is a phenomenal part of the scripture where he has to end up changing this man's name from Abram, from Abram to Abraham. Then the name change means not just so much that he's blessed by God, but he's also what he represents and who he represents now. Number one, Abraham means that now he has uh, many descendants that will be coming from him established by God. OK, and once God says, I guarantee you can you can definitely take that to the bank. It says countless descendants at this moment. Abraham knew the significance. In other words, at this moment, Abram fell down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you a father of multitude uh, of a multitude of nations. That means we're not talking about cities. We're talking about full nations. All right. This is that means it's the, that means we're talking a population of people that will come from this lineage, this as his descendants. Then he continues on. He says, what's more? I am changing your name. I will no longer be 
you will it will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I was I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I remember as a kid when I was in church, we used to we used to sing this song. Some of you might some of you might remember this song, but we used to sing this song called "Father Abraham Had Many Sons," and many sons had Father Abraham, and uh, <laughs> it was such a fun song because we would stand there and we would they were and we we made this really fun to where um we started off doing the right arm and we would sing and they would say father abraham we would say the same course over again and then we'd go from right arm to left arm and so both arms would be swinging back and forth and then the next time we sing it again and it will say right arm left arm and then right foot and so we'll go from right arm to left arm swinging those two arms back and forth and then the right foot will start stomping and then as you can tell over to, over the course of this song it'll go from left foot to i mean to right foot to left foot so both feet will be stomping and then next thing you know it gets it then it gets really ridiculous after a while because then after that it'll, we'll be doing that and then we'll be doing nod your head and so our head along with our arms along with our feet will be stomping up and down and everything and then imagine a line of kids in front of the church doing this and so we're we're nodding our head up and down and then we'll sing the chorus again and father abraham had many sons and many sons had father abraham right and he says i am one of them and so are you and then we'll say and let's all praise the lord and we'll we'll go through the thing right arm left arm left right foot left foot nod your head and next you know we're turning around he said now turn around and so as we're turning around imagine again a, a, a line of kids in front of the church just nodding their head and, and and left foot right foot arms swinging back and forth and that's when it got silly we bumping into each other and everything else <laughs> and then the last thing we would do after all that is being done then we'll say all those things and then we'll we'll end it with and sit down <laughs> so it's just funny that uh, i remember those things as a kid but um some of you you know have you ever thought about that um some of you that that might have been around my age uh being in church uh, predominantly but the the uh the Pentecostal church, the church of God in Christ, you know, I came out of that. I came out of that. And so we, we really, um, we really had a, a, a good time, you know, being kids coming up in the church. So, and I, you know, hopefully that is to like that today. You know, I don't know if kids really like have a great time in church anymore, but anyways, that was, we had a great time coming up in church. So anyways, like I said, is he, um, getting back to the story here for you will be, uh, the father of many nations and I will make you extremely fruitful. It says your descendants will will be many nations and kings will be among them. Verse seven, it says, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and your and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give you or I would give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants and it will be their possession forever. I will be there and I will be their God. Now I want you to, to, um, to, to understand 
the different things in which God is saying here. Number one, he's he's confirming. He says, I will confirm my covenant with your descendants and it will go from generation to generation. These are these are establishment words. And he also mentions here, he says, this is the what the everlasting covenant. When remember, when God says something like this. The, he's he's making certain that this is not nothing small. This is the everlasting covenant. He says, I will always, that I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. He says, I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner. You will no longer be a foreigner. Basically, you will be given this land. You will be over this land, right? So for so where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants, all right, it will be their possession forever. Okay, it will be so the blessing was so awesome and the covenant was so powerful in which God is establishing this covenant with Abram or Ab now Abraham to the point that the possession will not only be for him, but for his descendants that will follow after him. And it says possession forever. Now, again, I may, I may mention in the earlier chapters or earlier episodes we were talking about that how in 2019 or 2020, if you watch the world news, we're talking things about the Middle East right now. And there are three world religions that come together in, in over there in Israel. And that is the uh, Judeo-Christian. We have the um, uh, Muslims and Islamic religion and the Islamic religion or the Islamic. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I'm getting that mixed up. Islamic religion first. And then the um, I'm sorry, uh, Christian. Judeo-Christian, I'm sorry, Islamic religion and the Catholics. So all three of those religions are the religions of the world. They're major religions of the world. But in this moment here, you're going to see where the covenant in which uh, about Canaan, the entire land of Canaan, this is being established at this moment in time. When you look at the world news and the fighting that is going on there between, say, Israel and the Palestinians, those this is where it comes from. OK, this is where the establishment begins to happen. As we go further, there will be um, the the birth of of say Ishmael, which is now, now, uh, he's, he's at this point, he is, uh, I think the Bible was saying that he was, um, uh, either 13 or I can't remember. I think it was like, I think he was at 10. I will be reading that real soon here, but, uh, let's see. I can't remember where that was, but he's nine. Wait, was he nine? 13. I was right. 13. He was 13 years old when the covenant was established, okay? And Ishmael will become a nation. And, and we read, we're going to read later on that we're, that God also mentions Ishmael, okay? And he's assuming that because, um, of him, of his age, that he's not going to have a son. And he kind of laughs, which is a sign of him doubting, you know, what God is going to do. So God addresses that and says that furthermore, I will do what I, I said I'm going to do. But second of all, 
yes, he does mention and points to his son Ishmael, which is not through Sarah, but through Hagar. If we remember the former um, chapter we read through about um, how that situation, which was a, a pretty crazy situation, but again he established he does mention ishmael and ishmael does not go away empty-handed so and i say that to say that we can see over time how god's word his promises and his covenant still remain and they are and they and they are like he says everlasting it, it in other words it's not going to uh, be to the place of um, this is not going to happen or uh, things like that. You got to see, you got to remember when God establishes something, he, he, he establishes it. He establishes it. And he's a God that never lies. And so when he establishes a promise and a blessing to you, you can best believe that it is for you and it's going to happen. So, um, we're going to take a quick break and, and, and we'll be right back. We're going to continue on to this um, in, in um, his confirmation of his covenant to Abram and also the, uh, the things that was going to happen beyond this. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Just hang in there. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm glad you made it back. So um, the next part of this in uh, Genesis 17, um, the mark of the covenant. So in verse nine, uh, we read that um, then God said to Abraham, it says your responsibility to obey the terms of the covenant. Uh, you and all your descendants have to continue, have this continual responsibility. Okay. Um now, what is that covenant? In other words, first of all, we we need to understand, according to this, that there was responsibility. There was things that he had to do to continue the terms of the covenant to not break this covenant. In other words, this this was this was um you might say it was kind of conditional based on him being obedient. Okay, and so it says you and all your descendants have this continual responsibility now what is that responsibility in verse 10 it says this is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep each male among you must be what circumcised okay you must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation every child male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth this applies not only to members of your family but also to the servants born in your household and for and the foreign born servants whom you have purchased all must be circumcised your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant okay um so yeah this is pretty interesting here so First of all, why did God do this? God did this to set them apart. 
God did this to establish the fact that through his covenant, but there was a sign that was to show that this is my covenant that I have have with Abraham and his descendants. So every time you see a male who is circumcised, okay, um, they they have been in the covenant, the covenant of, of Abraham that God had established with Abraham. I'm sorry. So that means that it, it is a mark or it is a visible sign that they are part of that okay your bodies will bear the mark of of my everlasting covenant any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant uh family for breaking the covenant okay so um in 20 in 2020 you know uh 2019 um, going into 2020 now, you know, people are still, we, we still, you know, circumcise our boys and, and, um, as you know, as we, as they get of age, um, hopefully like, like they said, the eighth day, you definitely want to, well, there's, there's, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people do that when, with their sons, when they're first born and, uh, it's better to do it then. I can only imagine the pain that uh was that they had to go through those that were beyond of course eight days old into like years okay and uh but yeah this is something that they had to do as a as a sign of the covenant and uh you know like i said before it's it's just uh how god had established himself and established himself through um people like abraham um who who would um, later on, like I said, become the father of of uh, many who believed. Listen, you know, like I said before, you know, it wasn't about you being perfect, but it was about you being obedient. And as he became obedient, he was he he operate in faith. Your faith is 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 um, your faith becomes active when you're obedient to God. In other words, when God tells you, uh, gives you instructions to do something and you operate in faith and do it, okay, or you operate in obedience to do it, your faith now is activated as well, okay, and God operates in the realm of faith. Remember this, if in order for you to believe God, you have to believe that he exists because God doesn't operate in the natural. He will op- He operates in the natural, excuse me. He operates in the natural, but he operates in the eternal. Everything God does, okay, is with the eternal perspective. Remember this, you and I need to always remember that everything that's on earth is temporal. This is not going to last forever. Now, when he says here, he says to Abram, he says that this is a possession forever or from generation to generation or everlasting covenant. That means that simply means that while the earth remains, that that will that will be the case. OK, but guess what? Do you think that he would need that in heaven? No. No, not at all, because the the blessing of the Lord will become God himself anyway for all of us, not just him. So um, what do you guys think about this? I mean, this is pretty phenomenal. It's a pretty phenomenal blessing so far. We're going to continue to read um, uh, uh, more about um, the covenant and also the name change from Sarai to Sarah. So we'll be right back. Okay, so we're going to continue on here in our reading. Um, 
in verse uh, 15 of uh, Genesis chapter 17, Sarai is named Sarah. Okay, so then God said to Abraham regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on, her name will be Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. <laughs> uh, anyway, let me continue on. Yes, I will bless her rich, richly, and she will become the mother of, of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Okay, so let's stop right here. Um, so I, I want to, I, I, the reason why I kind of laughed a little bit about this because in verse 16, as you read this, uh, at least when I'm reading this, it, it has exclamation point behind the, the word her. And the reason why I was, th I was laughing about it because remember the situation and in, in that happened in, um, I believe it was chapter 16 where, um, you know, Abraham or actually it was Sarai who had decided to allow uh, Abraham, Abram at that time to have intercourse with um, um, her servant, uh, Hagar or yeah, her, her basically her. Yeah, her servant Hagar. And because she was so old and she you know, could not bear children and things like that. So now remember God earlier had told them both or told him mainly told him that he would have an offspring. Remember Abraham, Abram at that time asked about that. He was like, how can I have descendants when I don't have any offspring? I don't have a, I don't have a son to carry on my legacy. So he told them, he says, that's going to happen. Remember, you know, I think, I think both of them had got ahead of God on that one. They, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they decided that we're going, we're going to do things our way. See, and again, that's, that's not having faith. And so we learned this though. But again, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't judge them too much for those decisions that they made, but it, it's, it, at the same time, you, you know, you have to wonder what were they thinking? What were they thinking? You know, uh, well, this is not going to, this is not working. This is not working. Each time they had intercourse and was no, you know, she never came up pregnant. And so they had to be wondering at this moment, like, okay, this is not just not working. So maybe we should have, maybe, maybe we should use someone else as a surrogate mother. And I think that's kind of what, where her head was really at. Not so much that she really wanted her husband to, to like you know fall for this woman Hagar I think that it was just the way that situation really turned ugly so for those of you that haven't heard that that part of the story yet go back and look at the old the the um the previous uh, uh episode that I did on that and and you'll discover exactly what happened so Let's continue on here. It says, it says, yes, I will bless her richly and she will become uh, the mother of many nations. Kings of nations uh, will be among her descendants. Now, verse 17, it says, Abraham bow, Abraham, excuse me, bowed down to the ground, but he laughed. Okay, listen to this. But he laughed himself in disbelief. The father of faith, <laughs> guys, the father of faith. Abraham was the father of faith, right? But he laughed because him to himself at disbelief. Then he says, he goes, how could I become a father at the age of a hundred? He thought now 
And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 99 years old? So Abraham said to God, this is what he says in verse 18. Watch this. So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. Now, <clears throat> let's, let's, there's two things that I want to I want to I want to talk about here. One, Abraham being the father that we now know of as the father of faith. At that time, we can see, according to the Bible here, is that he laughed to himself. OK, and he thought to himself, how can this happen? He's he's 100 years old. OK, um, and so this is something that he thought about. But God himself and, and this is and, <coughs> excuse me. Um, he pretty much says to him that, look, um, he can he, he knows your thoughts, you know, what I'm saying so just because you don't say you're disbelieving God doesn't mean that he doesn't think or know your thoughts that are in your head. In this case, if you notice that when Abra when uh, God talks to Abraham about what is going to happen, he laughs. Okay, you got to be careful about laughing at God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, this is like wow, you know. And and not only that, but he says, and how can Sarah have a baby when she is ninety nine years old? So. So look, and then the third, I mean, the second thing I want to bring up is, so Abraham said to God, Ishmael, may Ishmael, which is his son living at the time, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. So he's, I mean, first of all, do you think, when you're talking to God here, do you think God doesn't know what is going on? What does he not know if he says to you that he's going to bless you with a son? Do you think he's stupid? Meaning that, OK, you know, um, I understand you, you You probably have don't know this God, but I have a son, Ishmael. I'm too old to have another son. And so therefore, you 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 know, you can get the blessing or may, may Ishmael live under your special blessing and see. God is, you know, he's not to be mocked, but he's not to be played around with. He, he, you know, if he's going to tell you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Now, I can sit here and I can say this. I, trust me, I'm I'm not trying to really, really bash Abraham as much as I, it sounds like. But you have to look at the fact that. First of all, you know, what did God do? Already in the life of Abra Abram at that time, he took him from one place in the world to another place. He established him in the territory. There was a war that broke out among these different kings. He 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 was victorious among these kings. He was blessed by Melchizedek, um, a priest of the Most High. You know, I mean, there's a number of things that we can point to that has shown that this is God's. This is what God is doing in the life of Abram. He's establishing him. He turned around and came to him and said, I'm establishing you now as a, 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 a man that of faith, but also one that my covenant will be established through you and your descendants will be blessed. So then he says here in, in verse 18, he, he passes it off to Ishmael, you know, but then he replies, he said, but God replied, no. Sarah, your wife, 
the one that the one that you're supposed to be with will give birth to a to a son for you. You will name him Isaac. Okay, you will name him Isaac, and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. Now he does mention here in verse twenty. As for Ishmael, he says, Sim, since you talking about Ishmael, I have not forgot about him. I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. Now, there's some history behind um, Ishmael and the 12 princes. Um, I, I right now have not uh, I'm not fully um knowledgeable on on what on those 12 princes but i'm sure that we'll probably discover them and understand where they are in the bible as we continue on this is i will make him into a great nation verse 21 it says my covenant though will be confirmed with isaac isaac is going to be the little brother of of ishmael in other words um this will be uh, this will be abraham's uh you notice this is crazy, but this will be Abraham's second born son. But under the, the name Abram was Ishmael under the name Abraham will be Isaac. OK, because remember, God changes his name. Isaac is not yet born yet. And so through that, through the birth of Isaac, he is he will know his father as Abraham, who will be born to you and Sarah about the about this time next year. Okay, then turn around and says, when God had finished speaking, he left Abraham on the on that very day. Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, including those born there and those who had been bought. Then he circumcised them, cutting off their foreskin, just as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in Ishmael. His son was 13. Both Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on that same day along with the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or bought as servants. All their circumcised, all were circumcised with the him. I would like to know, and I'm not trying to be funny here, but I would love to know the conversation that Abraham had with the people that were in his household, the men that were in his household. He says, okay, this is what God wants us to do. We have to be circumcised and we're talking to men. We're not talking about the boys. We're talking about the men and the men, us guys, we've been, you know, years. Right. And then all of a sudden we're now getting circumcised. I mean, that's gotta be painful. So, <clears throat> so I say that to say, you know, again, this is where I said, Abraham was never, never a perfect man. He made mistakes. He did. He, he made some crazy decisions, but we also understand that God still blessed him. God still used him. God still called him the man of faith. He established his covenant with him, an everlasting covenant. He, he's, you know, he's poured out these blessings. It's tremendous. Um, tremendous blessing in his life. Okay. So <clears throat> let this, let this story be a wonderful lesson to, to all of us today to see and show us how God, he establishes his covenant in spite of us, in spite of who we are and what we do. So, <clears throat> you know, 
again, I just want to make mention now, um, as we continue this story, uh, we're going to end this chapter today and we're going to, um, tomorrow or when, when we get back into this, um, we're going to be talking about a son is promised to Sarah. So this is not done. We're not done with it, with this entire story of the revealing of what is going to happen. God is continually going to deal with Abram or Abraham now and Sarah. And then we're going to discover how her response is actually when it comes to um, someone, God telling her uh, about having a son. So we're going to continue to um, to, uh, you know, read this story. Stay tuned, though, because Abraham and, and, and this story has been such an interesting story. I, I believe that there's so much to impact in these in this um, this story of Abraham. Aren't you aren't you getting some wonderful truths out of this? I think this is pretty awesome. So, again, um, I'll be talking to you next time. Stay blessed. Um, have a wonderful week this week. And and uh, again, I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you guys.